Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Online here. Uh, good evening. Uh, no, I'm here. There he is. There you go. He appears. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Good, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 498. I'm your host, Christopher Jones. Uh, we're going to talk some football. I am here just under the wire, just in the wire. Anyhow, it's 8 o'clock, and I made it. Um, had a hell of a couple of days, and uh, I I cannot remember all of the things that have happened, so to tell you all about them, so I won't. Um, shit happens, and let's carry on. We're going to talk some football tonight. Uh, I really got no bitches about the game right now. Um, we'll see what it goes as we go along, and because I'm forgetting everything. Um, Charles, welcome to the show, buddy. Yes. Thank you. Didn't know if you're going to make Thank, it there for thanks a second. For se- yeah, I was Thanks for setting up everything for me today. I appreciate that. Yeah, I got it all set up, and I was trying to connect to it, and for whatever reason, it wasn't connected for me. So, so thankfully, you were here under the wires. So, uh, so uh, I got it connected. I just didn't get myself in. Yep. Well, no, whatever works. No, no I'm glad. glad so, what's going on here all over the place? Okay. Yeah. Uh, William, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm here. That's all that matters, I guess. We're going to yeah. talk about football for two hours, I guess, I hope. We'll see. We're going to talk football, buddy. Hopefully you Big can do that. Big game this weekend. Big game this weekend. It is. Very big weekend. Um. Big, big, big story in Calgary today. Eh? There was a big, huge announcement. Oh, it was yes. massive. Yes. And, oh and God, what a joke that was. Absolutely, was Steve. Some dog. Steven Sparkson. Steven Sparkson. Thank you for the information. Okay. Anyways. So, so what? What happened? That was like a bait and switch. It was like uh, I mean they really tried to psych people out thinking there, there was uh, some huge announcement and it was some race between a dog and some guy and or some guy dressed up like a dog or what is it? No, it's not a dog, a cow. Cow. Paul, cow. Paul Bissonette, who is a former NHL player, apparently he's going to race some guy in a cow suit, and they're calling him the world's fastest cow. No, 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 that no, was no, this no, quote no, unquote. No, 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 no. You guys got to get it right. Every game, every Stampeder game, they have a guy in a cow suit, and he's called the world's fastest cow. Okay. Okay. And he okay. races, and he gives people a thirty or forty yard head start, and he races them down the football field. Okay. And so really? far, this so far this year, 
the world's fastest cow has not won at all. Okay? Which is unusual. This isn't seeming any better. So I don't know if this guy what is going on, but it's just a schlock. So but but our buddy Sparky yeah. eats eats schlock up, okay? Big amount of Well it's not really wasn't Sparky's fault. It was a big announcement by the Stampeders and and he just bought into his hook, line, and sinker. And, yeah, well, and so be okay. it, right? first, first of all, you know, everybody was speculating stadium. Guys, there's not going to be a stadium in Calgary. The Flames will be announced before the Stampeders are announced, okay? So it'll never happen until the Flames get there. So there you go. Anyways, but whatever, whatever. Is what it is. So okay, okay, okay. So um, yeah, I pretty much got everything happening. I got all my printouts done. I mean, I, I did it with, and I was probably what late five seconds or something. But yeah, no, you weren't late. I think you just got in in time. You're pretty much right on time, okay. actually. Okay. So I was in. I was in town today with my uh, trailer and my skid steer, and I was picking up these. Pipes. I was being a bit of a, a scrounger, hoarder sort of thing, and picking up these uh, uh, 15-inch PVC pipes that were uh, being discarded by the city out of the old sewer lagoons, right? And then they're they're very very expensive each, but these are old and they've been um, got some UV damage to them. But they're perfect for around the ranch and stuff. So I'm picking these things up, and I got 30 of them, and they're several hundred dollars each. So I mean, it's a pretty good scoop for me. And I'm there doing this, and my daughter phones me and goes, I blew a tire on my truck. And I went, oh, shit, man. So now I have to go out and go rescue her and her truck. And that's kind of when I phoned Charles and said, hey, buddy, uh, I'm, <laughs> shit's happening to me right now. You're going to have to set the show up. I see. And they did. And you did. You did a wonderful job, Charles. Thank you. And yep. now we... Uh, we got to go ahead, and we're going to start talking football. So let's look back at uh, week nine uh, results and see what we're going to do. I kind of got a printout here from Sparky, and which is greatly appreciated. So the first game was the uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers and the Montreal Alouettes. Nobody really uh, expected Montreal to win this. I know that. Will picked them, but I, I know did. he didn't. Did. You, you I didn't did. expect them to win. I did so. I did so. Are you going to pick them this week, too? what's in my mind. I haven't decided yet. Okay. So, anyhow, this was uh, – the Winnipeg was is undefeated at 8-0, and and they're playing Montreal, which has got, like, two wins, and both against Eastern teams. And uh, so they went toe-to-toe in Montreal – and the game wasn't overly pretty. It wasn't an exciting game either, was it? It was pretty, pretty Not boring until the fourth quarter. It really nothing happened until the fourth quarter. Isn't that correct? Yes. And even and then so, Winnipeg just kind of in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And uh, and then Montreal just imploded, and Winnipeg took advantage of this and uh, ended up winning. Uh, Charles, what's your take on this one? 
Winnipeg won, but they weren't exactly dominant. It was a 14-14 tie going to the fourth quarter. Uh, they yeah. got uh, uh, one touchdown, then they had an interception, and then a couple of turnovers. Montreal really imploded in the fourth quarter because actually they were kind of step for step with uh, the Bombers uh, for the first three uh, for the first three quarters. Zach Caleros uh, did not have exactly a stellar game. He threw three interceptions, only throwing 210 yards. They got another good rushing game out of Brady Oliveira, uh, second week in a row. He didn't quite hit 100 yards. He got stuck at uh, 92, but still a pretty good uh, rush, rushing output. Against a better team, I think Winnipeg gets beaten in this game because the Bombers kind of uh, not collapsed, but um, they just weren't the Bombers that we had seen in other games. But having said that, they were still good enough to get the win. Like I said, Montreal kind of imploded a little bit in the fourth quarter, but sometimes that happens, and uh, they're finding ways to win week in, week out. They're not pretty, and they're not all masterpieces, but, hey, they're able to figure out how to win. And so far, they've done it in all nine of their games, so you got to give them credit. But uh wasn't a... They haven't dominated in any game this year. Doesn't matter. Especially against the lower teams. But they're still I winning. So. Doesn't matter. No, that's true. I know it doesn't matter. Yep. And kind of neat to see Tyson Philpott get his first touchdown of the year. Uh, actually, first touchdown of his career in this game. But as it was, uh, the Bombers found the way to win. And they've been doing that all year this year. Yeah. Hey, William, you tell me why it doesn't matter. Well, it doesn't matter because it's all about the win, okay? They, they, I think they played to the competition, and then the fourth quarter comes along, and they just fucking explode. Mm-hmm. It's that simple, okay? And, and I mean, they scored 21 points in the fourth quarter, okay, to Montreal six. So, yeah. what does that tell you? One of them, I mean, one of the touchdowns was a special teams touchdown. Um, I, I don't know, man. I, it is what it is. I, I really, you know, as you take it one step further, there really is only three football teams in the CFL this year, as far as I'm concerned. Okay. And they're all in the West and everybody else is just there. And I don't know if that's a really exciting league or not, but. Winnipeg plays to what they have to play to, and they win. I mean, eventually they're going to, you know, I keep on hearing people saying, oh, are they going to go undefeated? No, they're not going to go undefeated, or at least I hope they don't, because then the Winnipeg fans will never shut the fuck up. But um, They're not shutting up now. No, I know that. I know that. Zach Kolaris, okay, it's fine and dandy for Zach Kolaris to throw three interceptions, but the other team has to take advantage of the three interceptions. Okay? Correct. they got to score points. It's that simple. And the only way you're going to beat Winnipeg is getting up on them by two or three touchdowns in the beginning of the game. Because I think they have let, correct me if I'm wrong, I think they've let one touchdown in in the fourth quarter this year or, or two touchdowns or something like that. 
So. Not very many, whatever yeah. it is. No. I, you I, know I, what? I don't know. Go ahead. I, I don't know if that philosophy is going to work. Because if you go in and you get a couple of touch, two or three touchdowns up on Winnipeg, I think the team would wake up. Yeah, but if you have a stellar defense and you can hold them off, because I think Winnipeg is, for the most part, winning on their defense right now. Yeah. Because their defense is quite good, okay? And if you get up by three or four touchdowns, I don't know if their offense can score like that. But, once again, fuck, when Zach Kolaris gets going, man, forget it. It's kind of it's kind of annoying, but it's kind of interesting to see. Okay. Yeah, you know I'm a huge Zach Caleros fan. Always yes. have been, and yes. I, you know, and I still say that he's probably the best quarterback in the league. Not because he's playing for Winnipeg, and not because he's won two Grey Cups, because he absolutely is the best quarterback. And technically speaking, he has the best skill set. Um, the downside to this is it's really hard for me to make this argument right now with him playing like shit for the last three or four weeks. Yeah, and but he hasn't played that badly. It, he well, he's still winning, badly. but yes. he, you know, he's not playing all that good. Fuck, but the only stat that matters is the win. Yeah, okay. yeah, it doesn't matter that. what it looks like. It doesn't matter how it looks. You see, I think what you got to do with Zach Kolaris, and the thing that impresses me the most about Zach Kolaris is go back to the 2019 season. He gets knocked out in the on the third play of their first quarter of the first game of the 2019 season. Okay. Yes. He basically he basically sits out all year. He gets traded to Toronto, and then Toronto trades him to Winnipeg, and he's lost two games since then. Now that the story I, yeah, I, I, probably I, I, talking about. That's that that is. There's nothing really impressive. Ever ever been anything that's been that impressive ever. Well, it'll be even is, it, is that the case? It'll be even better if they win the Great Cup this year. So. Yeah, it would be amazing. It would be amazing if they went undefeated. Yes. Well, they're not going to do that, I don't think, anyways. They're not going to do that. They can't do that. But you know what I'm saying? Well, it's, 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 yes. they're, on their, they're on a roll. They're, they're on a roll. Yes, I they mean, are. Is this 9-0? and Or are they on a roll? Are they on a roll, or does it show you how pathetic the CFL is this year? Yeah, and 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 that's a that that would have been a really good argument last year. Okay, because last year we were saying that where Winnipeg was dominant, extremely dominant, and but it was because the the league was absolutely pathetic. Now this year I don't think the league is as pathetic. I don't think Calgary is a pathetic football team, but they lost two to Winnipeg. Yep. You know I don't consider. BC, a pathetic team, but Winnipeg easily they lost handled. one to Winnipeg. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, Calgary's lost two games, BC's lost one. All three of those losses were to Winnipeg. Uh-huh. Yep. So, you know, you know, you can't say, well, Winnipeg hasn't had any challenges. 
who who is going to challenge them? BC or Calgary. That's it. They're going to have to step up their. They haven't been a challenge so far. No. And BC doesn't get to try again until what week eighteen or something. Yeah, something like that. Something like that for much later in the season. Yeah, and we play them twice right at the end. Yeah, I think so, twice in October. And I don't uh, think you it, can read. Good. I don't think you can read anything into them if they do beat BC or if they do beat Winnipeg at the end of the season. Because is Winnipeg going to be no, so far ahead? If they're resting people, right. I mean, so. we are not halfway through the season yet. We are not halfway through the season. And Winnipeg is guaranteed a 500 season. Yep. They've won half their games already. Well, the Bombers are halfway through their season because they've, they've played nine games. They've played nine games. And, and, we, and the worst, like the league is the worst thing, but no. the worst thing, the worst thing that's coming, guys, is that by the time the Grey Cup comes around, Two out of the top three teams are going to be out of the playoffs. Yeah, true. Which is which is pathetic. So, and a team yeah. that has and five wins could be playing for the Grey Cup. Yep. And the scariest thing is, five wins has a chance to win the Grey Cup. Yes. So. And we, we've been having that discussion more and more, and this year it's going to be far more pronounced. I, yeah, yeah, it's it's just going to be so in your face. Uh, yeah, I know that the Eastern teams are going to pad their stats now because they're going to play other Eastern play teams. Play each other. But I, I think that doesn't that the mean parody, they're any good. I think nope. the parity in the Eastern division is going to really change things where – I don't think you're going to have a dominant team over there. Ottawa just has to start to win, and they they have a good shot at the playoffs. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, who Charles, you posted that the other day, that the Shreveport Pirates are only six points out of first place in the Eastern Division? Yep, that is correct. <laughs> I love that. That was so awesome. I laughed like crazy right. at that. Oh shit! I did. I, I I couldn't stop laughing when I saw that. Uh, okay, so uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers upset or defeated? Didn't upset. They defeated the Montreal Alouettes thirty-five to twenty. Total point score was fifty-five. Charles, you took Winnipeg at forty-six. You got one hundred and twenty-four. Will, you took Montreal. At 45, you're up by 10. You got 22 points. CJ took Winnipeg, uh, 42. I no, I was out by 13, so I got 116. And Rudy uh, picked the peg at 49. He got 130. Okay. The next game up was a little bit sad. Uh. Calgary played Ottawa in Ottawa. And what the fuck happened to the Red Blacks? Because they absolutely did not play football. I don't know what they were doing, but it was 
I thought they were a pretty strong team all year, and they were just losing by bad luck. This didn't even look like a football team. I mean, they did hold Calgary to only 17 points, but Jesus, you got to score more than three. William, your team, talk about them. Well, okay, so there's a lot of things involved in this game. They didn't have a head coach at this game. Dave Dickinson was still COVID-bound in Calgary, number one. So Mark Killam, Mark Killam. took over took over as head coach, first time ever. Um, and I, I, I think he let his own coaches do their thing. I think he was a facilitator, like CJ is always suggesting that there is facilitators. I would think that uh, Munson, the defensive coordinator, and I can't remember the the offensive guy in Calgary, I, he let them do their thing, and he concentrated on special teams. Calgary's defense was stellar, and I think Calgary's defense was stellar because at the beginning of last week, they cut a starting cornerback completely outright, and I think they were sending a message to that team that the defense has to be better. And the defense the defense was touching the ball on almost every play. That's how much better they were. Then you switch to the offense, and they looked like, A, they looked like they didn't give a shit. B, they looked like they couldn't catch a ball if their life depended on it. C, they had a quarterback who was sidearming the ball 20 yards down the field. So I'm wondering, is there something wrong with Bo's shoulder? Um, all kinds of special things. The only reason they scored 17 points was because they had a decent running game. And one of those 17 points was scored by the defense one of the touchdowns. So Calgary looked pathetic in general. I think Calgary is in a little bit of disarray right now, just from things that I'm hearing from other people that are in the know. And I'm wondering what the fuck is going on. So you don't have an answer as to why the the team is in shambles. um, No, I don't. And there seems to be some friction going on. Apparently, this week in uh, in uh, meetings, um, Dave Dickinson pointed out a couple of receivers and basically told them if they didn't do their fucking job, that they wouldn't have a job, i.e. And most of it was directed at Kamar Jordan, who had, they threw him the ball 10 times against Ottawa, and he caught two passes. When, when you're a receiver, you got to do your job. Um, I, I, I think this is all stemming from the last Winnipeg game where, where they're not good enough to be Winnipeg, and they got to change something in order to be good enough, and that's what they're doing right now. So, And they, they did have a stellar defensive outing against Ottawa. Yes, it was only Ottawa. But you know what? The majority of teams this year are like Ottawa, and you can win. I mean, if you think about it, Bolivar Mitchell needed 146 yards to become the all-time Calgary passer, 
and he, he got didn't get it. He got 136 or something like that in a whole football game. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Against a team with one win. Yeah. I think Nathan Rourke's done that in three plays. Pretty Absolutely. Close. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I, somebody's got to – some people have to pull up their big girl pants and move on or decide. You know, I was hoping today, quite truthfully, the big announcement was that believe I was retiring. Okay, so <laughs> – you you were hoping? I was hoping. So I honestly that, don't think he would do it in the middle of a season like this. Well, others. I mean, you never know in this day and age. But no, the Stampeders have yeah, everybody all the way around. They all got to pull up their socks. If they play like they played against Ottawa this weekend, they're going to get their asses kicked. It's that simple. Or at least the offense is going to get their asses kicked for them. Okay? So. Go ahead. And and the defense, I I agree with you. And just because we're going to talk about those games in the future, uh, if the defense, defense is going to get very tired, the offense doesn't keep them off the field. Absolutely. Right. And we'll talk about that in a bit. Okay, Charles, go ahead. Calgary, Ottawa, pathetic score, total points, only 20. Uh, what What do you think of this game? I thought it was a truly horrible football game to watch. Neither team played well in this game. Let's call it what it is. This was really a boring football game from beginning to end. Uh, Ottawa's offense couldn't do anything. Calgary's offense couldn't do anything. Yeah, Calgary's defense played pretty well, I guess, but uh, holding them to three points. But, boy, when you're up against um, what's the, what's the quarterback's name for Ottawa, what's the guy, healthy guy's name? Um, Caleb Evans? Uh, thank you. Caleb, last Caleb week, Evans. Uh, after, the win, after their win last week, I thought, hey, this guy's looking like uh, a guy that uh, actually has some potential. That thought was so far out of my mind watching this game, it wasn't even funny. This guy was having trouble uh, completing, like, swing passes and so on like that. It was really a bad football game all around. Calgary got the win. Like Will said, one of their touchdowns was scored by the defense. The other one was the running game. Bully by Mitchell looked terrible in this game. Caleb Evans looked terrible in this game. In this game, the... The Stampeders were the best of a bad bunch. Uh, they were the team that was, you know, made less mistakes, I guess, or made one or two more plays. But th- this was not a pleasant game to watch. Calgary got the win, and, and Will's right. If they play like that this weekend, they will get crushed this weekend. I'm sorry. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. I would think that they're going to play better, but he, who knows. But, yeah, this not much to say about this game because it really wasn't very good. Okay. So the the final score was seventeen to three. That's right, seventeen to three. Um, and this was for the Calgary Stampeders over the Ottawa Red Blacks. 
Total score, like total point score was 20. Charles, you took Calgary at 43. You're off by 20. No points there, buddy, but you got 100 for the win. Uh, Will, you went with 47 points. Uh, you took Calgary and got 100 points for the win. I took Ottawa at 42. I, I got zero points for this game right across the board. And uh, Rudy picked him 49 points, but picked Calgary, so he got 100. So everybody got 100 points on here except CJ. Uh, that was straight across. Pathetic little game. I honestly thought Ottawa was going to come and play football. Boy, was I wrong. Uh, this next game was a bit of a, a stunner for me. I honestly thought Hamilton was a better team than they were, but they, they played a pathetic game of football as well. Uh, Toronto... Toronto's just chugging along. They're not dominating. They're not turning the world on fire. They're not doing anything other than just chugging along, uh, running on the back of Andrew Harris. Uh, McLeod Bethel-Thompson is making some decent plays. Uh, You know, they're just playing mediocre, better than mediocre, above average football, and they're beating teams that are below average. And that's just a fact. Uh, Toronto just did enough to win in this game. And uh, they played the entire four quarters, where Hamilton, I think, packed it in in the third quarter. I think that was a big problem with them. But, Charles, go ahead here. Well, you just said that you thought that they were above mediocre, and I'm going to completely disagree with that. I think mediocre is the perfect definition for the Toronto Argonauts, to be honest and the reason they're winning is you're playing against teams that are playing less than mediocre. Uh, this Toronto team uh, was lucky to win this one. They were behind for a lot of this game. I don't know what happened to the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Um, they got rid of uh, Brandon Banks, and they got rid of Jagera Davis in the offseason. I think those two, two of those guys were very much part of the heart and soul of the Hamilton Tiger Cats because this is nowhere near the same team that went to the Grey Cup each of the last two seasons. They, they just they can't hold a lead. They get up on teams, and then they let them come back, and they can't make plays. Dane Evans looked like a rising star in this league the last two years. He looks like he should be sitting behind Caleb Evans in some games. This is not the same football team. I don't know what's wrong with Hamilton, but they're just um, – I don't know if maybe that second loss in the Grey Cup, the way they lost, just kind of hurt their psyche or something like that. I'm not sure what it is, but to be honest, this this team is just nowhere. Well, probably not, but just the way they're playing this year, it's just like night and day. This team is lucky to win games, and they're not winning many games. So, and the Argos, like I said, they're mediocre at best. That's as best as I can say with them. But they're able to beat teams who are playing less than mediocre. So, I don't know. It's just, it's really weird. And this Argos team isn't very good, but they're the best, again, how you just say again, best of the bad bunch in the East. Yeah. And that's why Ryan Inley still has a job much. somehow. I know. It's a fucking amazing. This guy can't coach to save his life. And his team keeps winning. How do you fire a coach that's winning? So, so annoying. Mm-hmm. William. Yes. You know what? I, I'm really, I'm really starting to think 
that Hamilton made the wrong mistake at quarterback. I think they made the wrong pick. Because at times that guy has looked good, but at times he has looked fucking horrible. And I and I think sometimes he tries to do too much, and he ends up costing his team points. And, I mean, if you look at it, this game was close. Actually, Hamilton was leading, what, they were 17-10 to 10 at the end of the third quarter, and then Toronto scored 18 points and Hamilton had three. Okay? Yeah. So, so I, and, you know, you, Charles mentioned Ja'Garrett Davis and Brandon Banks and kind of might have been heart and soul players on that team. The other guy I think they're missing this year, and I know he's a heart and soul guy, he's a coach, is Jeff Reinbold, okay? Because he, mm, yeah, yeah. he was always, you know, had guys up on the sidelines, and he's a he's a raw, raw, tough guy. And I think that, that's made a huge difference as well. And Hamilton just doesn't seem to be enthusiastic about playing football at all. And I, I have no idea what that's all about. So... You know, maybe they needed to change that whole team from top to bottom or something. But, you know, they're not good, and I don't think they're going to win anything. But, once again, they're in the East, so if they just stay close, you never know what could happen. Let's face it, in the East, even Ottawa's still in it because of how poor that division is. Absolutely, they are. So, which is pathetic. Which is very Absolutely. Las Vegas Posse still in it. Yeah. No, they were never in the Eastern Division. No, that's true. There's hope for the scooters after all. Scooters. Scooters. <laughs> scooters. Okay, so uh yeah, I don't know about this game. Hamilton 20, Toronto 34, 54 points. Uh, Charles, you took Hamilton. You got 14 points. Will, you took Hamilton. You got 16 points. TJ, you took Hamilton. You got 18 points. Rudy, you took Toronto, you dick. You got 118. Okay. So, the last game of the week was the Edmonton Eskimos, I mean, sorry, Edmonton Elks, my bad, traveling to BC in the Dome to play the Lions. And this game went exactly the way that everybody expected it to. Not me. In fact, I I honestly... Uh Yeah, you didn't expect Edmonton to win, Will. You were just trying to catch up. No, I expected them to win. They disappointed me. Yeah, I think Rudy legitimately thought they were going to win. And I'm, I'm telling, and I'm telling you guys, this game was close in the first quarter. <laughs> yeah, for maybe the first in three where? drives or something like that. First quarter, no, the it first was quarter, close right up to the opening kickoff. It was only fourteen to seven in the first quarter. Okay, come on. 
Yeah. And then the problem. Too the bad problem, for the Al. The problem, there was three more quarters left. Well, then the problem is, is, is BC scored 32 points in the next two quarters, and the Al scored zero. So that's a bit of a problem. Yeah, that's when the that bit of a problem. Work out. That math doesn't quite work out for them. No, not at all. But hey, whatever. Hey, Charles, you were at this Go game. Ahead. Tell us what you thought of it. You you got to see it up front and personal. I honestly thought I was watching a replay of the season opener for quite long stretches of the of the <laughs> of the time. I remember the very first BC drive. Uh, they handed the ball off to James Butler. He got stuffed, and then on the second play, Edmonton sacked. Um, um, Nathan Rourke. That turned out to be their high point of the night uh, because it was all downhill from there, and uh, they got embarrassed again. Uh, they, uh, Nathan Rourke, I think, would probably love to play the Edmonton Eskimo or Edmonton Elks, even I'm doing it, uh, as many times as he can because he just feasts on them. He's done it twice in a three times in a row now because he crushed him in the last uh, game of last season too. So um, he just destroys them pretty much any time he plays them. And this Edmonton team, uh, they're going nowhere with Taylor Cornelius. I'm sorry, this guy's not going to do anything for them. Um, I don't know why they traded Nick Arbuckle. What? Well, because Nick Arbuckle wasn't doing anything either. Then again, he's not much better. He's not doing anything now, is he? No, he's not. And this I honestly don't think that... Go on. We have a terrible shortage of quarterbacks in this league right now. Oh, yes. You know, aside from three, possibly three quarterbacks, the other six aren't even backups. <laughs> Right? I mean, seriously. Where Where is Nick Arbuckle? Well, I don't know. He played against Calgary and didn't do very well. He, scored, he was the guy who scored the three points. <laughs> or he got them there to score the three points. But by the time Arbuckle came in, Calgary was done with the game anyway. They so. were dead and buried by that time. It wasn't going yeah. to make any difference at that point. No. No. So. I don't know. This was just a molly whopping. Yep. Once again. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It was. I, I honestly I, thought that. I wonder. I mean, okay. CJ, me and you have been talking all along that eventually Edmonton's going to get better. I am starting to wonder. If they I'm will not. get better. I still have faith. Yeah, but come on, you would think that you would think that a rookie, a sort of rookie quarterback, against one of the best defensive minds in the CFL, and he gets the shit kicked out of him again. You would think that. Well, he didn't get the shit kicked out of him in the first game. He wasn't in the first game against BC. What? Who? Who? He's talking about Chris Jones. I'm talking about Chris Jones. Oh, oh, okay. okay. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking you would about think, quarterback. You would think Chris, talking about Cornelius, think, Taylor Cornelius. No, no. You would think Chris Jones has all kinds of fucking tricks up his sleeve to confuse to confuse the fuck 
out of Nathan Rourke, who's only in his second year, okay? But, nah. And and, and on top yeah. of that, you got Chris Carter playing fucking, or not Chris Carter, Jerron Carter playing Jerron free Carter. safety. Are you kidding me? Anyways, but... And, and but but on the other hand, Edmonton they get to play Saskatchewan this week, so you can never yeah. know, man. Oh. I although yeah, you want to hear you want to hear something funny? Taylor Taylor Cornelius had better numbers this week than Bo Levi Mitchell did. Yeah, just saying. But. But they both, the but, but they both got the win. They might, both got the win. The stat that matters. Zach Claros as well. Yep. Not quite. He's a little behind Zach Claros. Although, he, Cornelius only threw one interception where uh, Claros threw three. But, but, but don't forget, don't forget Edmonton had what's-his-name penciled in as their starting quarterback, and he got hurt. What was his name, the Canadian guy? Uh, Trey Ford. Trey Ford, okay. But he got hurt, so, so that was there yeah, was that. He got hurt. Is he back? He got no. He got no, hurt again. I think he's gone for most of the season. I think. No, I think he's six yeah. days. I think it was a shoulder six or something. Hands. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay. So I don't know. Well, there were some things in this game. I I thought that it was a very respectful game. I don't think. Even though, because a lot of times you get a blowout, you get the the losing team loses their cool and they take some cheap shots and this, that. And I think this was a really respectful game between these two opponents. I didn't see any of that. I didn't see any unsportsmanlike play. I was really disappointed with that hit that Deron Carter, that late hit that he did on Nathan Rourke. And uh, I'm, I'm surprised he didn't get flagged for it. But overall, I, I kind of enjoyed the game. Obviously, I did BC once. To be I, honest, I, also, I don't know why. Yeah. I was just gonna Go say, ahead, BC took their foot off. BC took their foot off the gas in the second half. They played a very vanilla offense in the second half. They they didn't go out they and did. try to humiliate them. They, they they knew they had the game wrapped up. They didn't need any more points. They only got the one touchdown in the second half. If they wanted to, they probably could have put another 30 points on them pretty easily, but they took their foot off the gas. They weren't going to go out and completely humiliate them. I, I don't think a point differential at that point in time was going to make a difference between these two teams come playoff time. No, it wasn't. A, no, a, I agree. I don't think that Edmonton and BC is going to catch up to them, and BC's got that point spread beat to hell already with 59-3 to three in the opener. So, uh... Okay, the final score was the Edmonton Elks 14, the BC Lions 46. That's a total of 60, sorry, excuse me, 60 points. Charles, you took BC at 52. You're out by eight. You got 126. Will, you took Edmonton. You got 26. Uh, CJ nailed this one, absolutely nailed it. 60 points, BC, 150 points. That was the only thing I did all fucking week that was any good. And Rudy took Edmonton uh, with a score of 38. So the week ended up this way. Charles was 
Uh, actually, Rudy came out on top with 386 points. Charles right behind him with 364. CJ at 284. And Will, 164. So there's exactly 200 points difference between us all, give or take. So Charles has that 3152. I'm at 2980. Will's at 2768. And Rudy's catching up at 2592. So that's that. That's done. Get that over with. Make it go away. Let's go to this week's games. Where is my score sheet? There it is. Okay, so throw that piece of paper away. The first game up was it will be Montreal Alouette into Winnipeg. This is a, a, a home and home rematch. Will you make a noise? No, I'm not. Somebody is. Who muted? Not me. Okay. Okay, so Charles, we got Montreal into Winnipeg. Who are you picking? Well, they couldn't beat them in their own home stadium last week, and they had them basically tied after three uh, quarters. Couldn't finish the job there. I just don't have any confidence in Montreal to go into Winnipeg and beat them. Uh, Winnipeg is just far too strong right now, so I'm going to take Winnipeg in this one again. Uh, I'm going to say Winnipeg uh, wins this one, and I'm going to go with 45 points. Okay. That's exactly what Rudy picked. Oh, then I'll go 46 points. I'm just, just going to do my picks. Let me. Okay. Um, I, I do have, Rudy does have some scores in here, so I will put them in. Toronto, 57th. William, what are you going to pick here? Yeah. Bum, 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 bum. Edmonton, 49. Montreal, 49. Sorry. I say that'd be quite the thing, and they're not even playing in this game. Yeah, Montreal that would 49. be impressive. Montreal, Montreal 49. Montreal 49. Okay. Uh, Rudy took Winnipeg at 45. I'm going to take Winnipeg, and I'm going to go with 42. I almost think this should be one of my 60 games, but we'll see what happens. The second game up is Toronto into Hamilton. Oh, this is a tough one. Uh, Rudy took Toronto at 57. Charles, what are you going to do here? Hmm. I really want to pick Toronto because they won last week. Um, But you know what? I don't have any confidence in Toronto. I don't have any confidence in either one of these teams. This makes this a very difficult game to call. Um, but when it comes right I down to it, this game is going to be in Hamilton. Oh, God, I don't know who to call this one. But you know what? Um, I don't – no, you know what? I'm going to pick – I was going to pick Hamilton. I learned that lesson. I just – I've got just – Slightly more confidence in Toronto than I do in Hamilton. So I'm going to pick the Argos. Not a lot of confidence, but I'm going to pick uh, the Argos to win this one. 
Uh, and it'll be Argos 40 points. Okay, William, what are you going to do here? Hamilton 54. Hamilton 54. And I'm going to take the Argos at 60. Okay. The next game up is going to be BC into Calgary. Rudy has taken Calgary at 49 points. Charles? Sorry, the Lions are playing better than the Argos right now. And the Argos, the Stampeders right now. Well, they're playing better than the Argos too, but they're playing better than the Stampeders right now. I'm not liking Bo Levi Mitchell's game at all right now. I like Nathan Rook way better. And I just think that he's going to have trouble with this BC secondary because he's having trouble with other secondaries. God knows. And the Lions, uh, front four, they're really starting to get pressure on quarterbacks. They had five sacks last week. And I think they're going to they're gonna give Bo Levi a little bit of a rough ride in this one. So I'm picking BC to win this one. I'm going to say BC 47 points. Okay. William. Calgary 37. Calgary 37. And CJ is going to take BC at 42. Okay. And the final game of this week is the Saskatchewan Rough Riders into Edmonton to play the Elks. Rudy has taken this one at taken Saskatchewan at 50. Confidence is high there for him. I don't see that. What you going to do? Charles. Saskatchewan kind of sucks, but Edmonton right now sucks way more. Uh, I think Saskatchewan wins this one. Um, and I'm going to say Saskatchewan... 44 points. William? Golly gee, boys. I, I really, really, I really hope Cody Fajardo's knee is okay. And I and I hope they found a long ball threat. Okay? I really do. And I'm going to pick Edmonton at 28. <laughs> <laughs> 28 points. <laughs> <laughs> The Lions had that in the second quarter last year. This vodka, yeah. Um, uh, CJ's taking Edmonton at 42. So there's definitely going to be some uh, some movement on the charts one way or the other with these, with these picks this week. That's for sure. Definitely going to be some movement. Okay. We good for we those? All of those? Yep. Yep. Yeah, I think so. Who did Rudy take in the last game? Saskatchewan by 50. Right. If you go up and look at, let's go look at the Bodog numbers for a minute because I think uh, Sparky pointed them out here. Uh, Winnipeg by 11.5 with the over-under at 48. So Winnipeg, you took 46. Rudy took them at 45. CG at 42. So we all went under. Uh Bodog's taken Hamilton at two and a half with the over under of forty six. Uh, Will's the only one that took Hamilton, and he went over. Uh, BC 
one and a half with a uh, over under a fifty three. That's wow. low to me. Nobody. We all went low. We all went low. Uh, and uh, Saskatchewan five and a half over Edmonton with the over under a forty nine. Well, if Saskatchewan's a five-and-a-half-point favorite over Edmonton and BC's only one-and-a-half over Calgary, those seem like they should be reversed to me. Well, I don't think that BC over Calgary is that a sure no. a thing. No, and that's fair. And I don't fair. think Saskatchewan over Edmonton is that sure a thing. No, five-and-a-half okay. seems like a lot to me. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I think Saskatchewan's going to beat the Elks, but I just can't bring, pick Saskatchewan, so I'm not going to. Um, so the Pick'em Pool, uh, Pick'em Trend is uh, Winnipeg is a 96% over Montreal. Montreal's only got 4, 4% love. Hamilton, 73, 23, 27 over Toronto. BC is a 52, 40, 48. And Saskatchewan is an 86 to 14 favorite over Edmonton. In in that's the trend of the picks. Hmm. And did you see this? Will uh, Stephen wants to put a a hundred bucks down on 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 the BC Lions. Wow. He, he's not really a Saskatchewan Stampede or a Calgary Stampede fan at all, is he? Really don't understand that sometimes. No, I, I I think what the problem is is his love connection with with CJ is still ongoing. Okay, he's loved you since the day he met you, and he wants to be just like you. Oh, William, 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 he's your buddy. Okay, I I think the uh, the. Starstruck days is over with with Sparky. I don't think it would be the same reaction. Well, okay. Uh, and by the way, I am not going to make it to Calgary for this game. I just hope you've got somebody else with those tickets, and you know that Charles and I aren't coming. I never you said I that, didn't going. you? Oh, are you going, I Charles? Already, I, I already. No, I'm not. I already figured yeah, that no, one out. And actually, for the for the September seventeenth game, I just bought I just bought sixteen tickets. Actually, sixteen tickets. 16. You're taking the old, old yeah. Old we're company? having a yeah. no. Actually, it's one of my dealers from Lethbridge. They're all coming in to go to the game. So. So it's going to be a corporate thing. So it should be interesting. I don't usually do those things. I don't usually do those things when I was forced to. So it's going to take you away from you're, watching you're the football game. It's going to take me away from watching the football game. So, but yeah. whatever. Uh, who are they playing that game? BC. <laughs> oh, well, I didn't know that. You do now. Uh, you do now. Yeah. Okay. I do okay, now. I listen, do now. Stop, uh, stop for a second. Stop for a second. I got to step out for five okay. minutes. I got to go do something in my backyard. So I'll be back in five minutes. Wait. We're going to talk yeah. about the best QB in the CFL. How can you do that? 
Diggy's gone. He's gone. Okay. Well, what do you want to talk about, Charles? Hmm. Well, we're two lions, guys. Let's talk about Nathan Rourke. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I agree with you. But, you know, we got to stop talking about Nathan Rourke because everybody's starting to call us homers. They've always well, called us homers. How's that any new? How's that new? I don't know. Hey, did you notice that in Let's Talk CFL, the, the Facebook group, and I'll go over there right now, there was a post about um, Canada's team, and they're talking about is the Saskatchewan Rough Riders Canada's team? Oh, not well, this again. It, it, yes, this again. And I want to know how how anybody would think that what would make Saskatchewan Canada's team? I most don't understand. Of, most people outside of Saskatchewan hate them. How does that make them Canada's team? The only people outside of Saskatchewan that like them are people from Saskatchewan that flew the coop. Right, most so of the rest of them can't make... stand them. I don't know where they get that from. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a tough one for me to understand. I, I really don't. Mm-hmm. I don't understand the thing. Um, what I do and understand... I, in the Canadian right? Football League, there is no Canada team. Each region and province have their own team. There's not one... That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, but if anything, if anything, we could call the BC Lions Canada's team because we have... Kid Canada for a quarterback. You got the Canadian quarterback. Right, there you go. We have Tim O'Connor as a backup quarterback. We have some amazing Canadian players, including uh, Jean Catoy, um, yep. an absolutely awesome receiver. So I don't understand how BC Lions can't be considered Canada's team because I don't want to sound annoying. Um, I'm not sure. What do you think? I mean, like I said, I don't really think you can be a Canada team in the Canadian Football League, although I know a lot of people down in the U.S. call the Dallas Cowboys America's team. Another thing I've never gotten. But, um, yeah, I mean, hey, if you want to talk about Canada's team, when you've got the uh, top quarterback in the CFL, or at least statistic-wise, and he's a Canadian, that kind of makes you Canada's team even when you consider that his backup is also a Canadian who can't get on the field because he's played so well. And we've got some other good Canadian players, too. This is true. This is true. So, um, anyhow, so the the segment that we're supposed to talk about right now is called Canadian quarterback Nathan Rourke is not letting possible NFL future distract him from NFL future distract from uh, BC Lions is it too early to be discussing this? Of course it's too early to be discussing this. You have to actually do something. And granted, he's he's been bloody amazing. We all know that. But what's he accomplished? 
I'm, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to minimalize what he's doing. He's setting records. Right. He's setting records that that, that have have been, been held for years, decades, and uh, and he's doing a wonderful job of it. But those are Canadian records. Those aren't aren't really CFL records. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? He's not yeah. absolutely lighting the league on fire. I mean, everybody's well, talking kinda... about Zach Caleros. Zach Caleros coming into the league, into Winnipeg and only losing two games in 29. Uh, that's amazing. Okay, we're talking yep. about Bo Levi Mitchell, who has as a rookie quarterback or is in a second-year quarterback, a rookie starter, uh, sc- won more games uh, to start. You, you know what I'm talking about, right? From when the time yep. that he became a starter. He won 13, 13 out of 18 games plus the Grey Cup. And, you know, it was just amazing. He had one of the best professional starts. And everybody was going on and on and on about how amazing Bo Levi Mitchell was. Well, in all honesty, Nathan Rourke has the ability to do both of these things. Now, I don't think he'll get the 29, you know, 27 out of 29 victories simply because I don't think he's going to be in the CFL. I really don't. But that being said, there's no reason why he can't be break that Bo Levi Mitchell record of yada yada yada. But he's got to be able to beat Winnipeg, and we just have to see that happen. And he has to beat Calgary tomorrow, so that's going to be a a, a big big thing that we're going up going on. So. Here's the thing, and I was thinking about this uh, recently, uh, looking okay. at um, looking at um, quarterbacks who have gone down to the NFL from the CFL. You look at guys like Warren yeah. Moon. Warren Moon paid something like five or six years in the CFL. Doug Flutie didn't get a fair shot in the NFL. He comes to Canada, plays, I think, eight years in the CFL, and then he gets a fair shot down in the U.S. Jeff Garcia yeah. played four or five seasons up in Canada. Going down yeah. after one good up, season up in there. the CFL is way too quick as far as I'm concerned. Yes, he's had a great season, gr- but you've got to do it for more than one year. I don't think that's going to – they'll look at it, but I don't think there's going to be a big group of uh, Americans – jumping at it just based on one year. They'll be like, okay, you had one good year, show it to me again, kid. Uh, I just, you want the experience. Guys who have gone down too quickly after having a good start, they don't, I mean, Ricky Ray went to the NFL. He couldn't make it. Henry Burris went to the NFL. He couldn't make it. Dave Dickinson went to the NFL. He couldn't make it. So, and these are some of the great quarterbacks in CFL history. So, to say that it's a slam dunk that he's going to play, uh, that he's going to be with the uh, in the NFL, I, I think the talk is way premature for that. It's been nine games, granted, or nine weeks, or actually it's only been seven games. Granted, he's been great in those seven games, but I think there's still way too small a sample size. I'm, I'm not going to dispute that with you at all. And I think the fact that he's 24 years old, mm-hmm. it, it's a double-edged sword. 
uh, there are NFL teams. Okay, first off, when Warren Moon went down there, how many NFL teams were there? Uh, I don't it know the exact 32. number at that point, but it, but it was less than what there is now. So I think that there are more NFL teams now and fewer court, you know, star quarterbacks down there. Mm-hmm. So there are teams out there that might be looking for this kid. Now, if he was smart, and I'm not saying smart because I don't necessarily believe that it's an intelligent thing, you're going to go for the money. If somebody's going to offer you $5 million a year to play football, you're going to go, even if it's to the Detroit Lions. Nobody's going to give him that at this point. I understand that. I understand that. Just work with me here, okay? Um, mm-hmm. Would something like that be a, a a smart career choice for him, going to a losing team? Because there's nothing that's going to make that team win by just having a quarterback, especially a young kid who wasn't good enough to be drafted in the NFL to start with. I agree with you that he probably needs, you know, two, three seasons up here. Even if he does that, 26 years old, he's he's not too old to be going to the NFL. Mm-hmm. So he probably should stay up here for at least the next season, which is he he does have a three-year contract with BC. Although I think BC yep. would be it would be in their best mm-hmm. interest right now to renegotiate the third year and give him some. Mm-hmm. Uh, serious coin and extend him for the fourth year with an NFL clause out so that he, you know, he's, he's in BC for another two years at 400, 450 a year or something like that. And then, uh, but have a clause that he can go to the NFL if they want him. Because he's a fool if he doesn't. But I, I would renegotiate his contract. I would even do that right now. I, 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 would, I would give him something for this for this year because he's making eighty seven thousand dollars this year. Yeah, best bargain in the CFL right now. Yeah, best buy, no doubt. Um, which is is a, a great wage for a twenty four year old. Yeah, of course it is. Okay. But if you bump them up to three hundred thousand or three fifty for this season, uh, for the remainder of the season, you know, prorate it, whatever you want to do, and four four hundred, four and a quarter, something like that for next year, and four fifty for the year after. Um, I, I I can't see why he wouldn't sign that contract. Uh huh. Sure. You and I honestly, two more years I honestly of believe it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah, he's got an NFL clause to get out. And if the next two years are anything like this year has been, that's really going to get the attention of NFL scouts. Yeah, hundred percent it will. William, are you back? No, he's not. I thought I thought I heard it. I did too, but obviously not. No, 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 no. Okay, so um. Is it too early to be discussing NFL for Nathan Rourke? 100% it is. 
I, I honestly don't think that I. Are there NFL scouts now sitting up and paying attention? And go, what the fuck did we miss? Yes. No. Yep. Are there NFL? No. Is, no. Are there NFL you don't think so, Will? Saying, Will's oh my back God, now. Let's, let's, let's go do this. What's that, Will? No. I don't think NFL scouts are looking at him. Honestly, I don't think they are. They let's already see, are. Wait till the, oh, I think they are. the end of the season. Yeah, I'm not saying that that there are people trying – that he's not going to the NFL at the end of this season. I don't think so. Right. And you missed the discussion on that. It would be in his best interest to get a couple of years in the CFL under his belt and some experience and, like, I don't know. Yeah, well, whatever. So is everything doesn't matter. Is everything better in your life now, Will? Yes, I had to go outside and kill two wasp nests, and I can't kill them till it's dark, until they're sleeping, and I gas both the motherfuckers. Yeah. How does that sound? So there you go. That's what I had to do because we're having company over on Friday night. Don't want them to get eaten by the wasps. Right. So anyhow, both of us have said that. The NFL, Nathan Rourke, it's in the best interest of Nathan Rourke to get more experience before he goes to the NFL. That it wouldn't be. Well, but you know what you guys wouldn't are be advantageous to him. You know what you guys are also discounting? The USFL and the USFL and the XFL or whatever the hell it's going to be. Yeah. Neither so, one of them are going to pay enough money to get him down there. Yeah, but what's he making? <laughs> right now, what's he making? Minimum? Right now, Probably. he's about making 85000 Okay. You know, we'll see. But who knows? I, I let's, let's, let's wait for the rest of the season, okay? Because I, okay. I, know, so I, know, I know he is young, and when you're young, yes. you tend to be a little wild. And I just don't think you should be running the ball, okay? I'm, I'm telling you, I just don't think you should be doing that. Well, he hasn't run He's it really that good much. at. He does run it though. Sometimes he runs it, and and all it's going to take is everybody's one hit away from getting injured, right? It's that simple. Yeah, I, so, I, I agreed, but. He's so, run them all I mean, five times. That's not very many. Yeah, he's a football player, and he's and he's a real football player, so he runs and he likes the contact. But, you know, I mean, going forward, if you're going to have a long career and not be stupid like Matt Dunnigan at the end of your career, it's best to, you know. I mean... Look at a guy like look at a guy like Bo Levi who never runs and he's already got numerous injuries. So, just saying, man. That's all. Yeah. Well, it was actually kind of funny because I was reading some stats on Bo Levi Mitchell and yeah. you know he had some amount of uh, attempts and completions for the whole season. They were talking about his season, his first season, and he had two runs for six yards. Yeah, and I couldn't stop laughing. Yeah, Yeah. Okay, so the one thing that you're missing here, Will, is that 
Jason Roark in in the second year of a three-year contract. Yep. Okay. So he is signed up for the Lions for next year. So he does not have the ability to go to the USFL or the XFL. Right. Sure he does. They will not. Sure he does. No, he doesn't. No, he cannot be be released from this contract to go to those leagues. Does it say that in his contract? It says that in that? the CFL, because I, it, it, I do, I know that. The, okay. There is no reciprocating agreement with the uh, with the XFL and the USFL that the CFL has with the NFL. The CFL okay. has a thing with the NFL that says that they can allow the, the players to leave their contract early to go there if the team allows it, okay? But that agreement is not in place with the USFL or the XFL. So he can't go to those leagues until his contract is over. Okay, and here's, I honestly, here's, a, here's a thought. Where is he from? Well, originally Victoria. From Victoria, and then he grew up in, Ohio, in Ontario. And then went, oh, did he? Uh, okay. univer- yeah, went to university in Ohio, but he grew up in Ontario. So, so, so in three years, what's to stop him from signing in Toronto? Or Hamilton. Nothing. I know. That's the scary thing. Scary well, thing. here it is, Will. It, it, if, if you were a GM, if you were the GM of the BBC Lions, what would you do right now with him? Um, nothing. Nothing? I'd wait till I'd wait till I'd wait till next year. Okay? I'd wait till next year. Let's face it, he's only played six games, seven games, how many games? Eight games? Seven. 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 There you go. Six and one. Understandable. If this trend continues before the end of this season, you have to re-sign him and extend him. And I would, like I said, when you were gone, when you said you were gone, I would have no problems giving him a prorated $300,000 contract for this year. Four, four and a quarter for next year, four fifty for the year after, based on performances, and give him an out clause for the NFL. Yeah, but he's already got okay. an out clause for the NFL, doesn't he? Only if BC allows him to go. Right. Right. Okay. So right now, if the NFL, if if, if the Dallas Cowboys said we want Nathan Rourke. BC Lions can say no. Correct. Okay. It's not in anybody's best interest for them to do that because then he plays like shit and gets cut and then goes right. down to Dallas. But you know what I mean, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, the, that's that Chris Williams scenario all over again. Um, so, yeah, he probably would be allowed to, be, to, to go down to a team down there. But BC Lions are not legally obligated to do that. Right. Okay. So I I personally would I, I would up renegotiate his contract, up his salary, extend it, and give him the clause to go to the NFL. And he would be a fool not to sign it. But if I were them, I would have the clause kick in after year two, not after year one. At least guarantee him he's going to be. Yeah, at least guarantee him he's here at least for next year. 
Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. I wouldn't have a problem with that. Okay. And, and you know what, Nathan Rourke, is, is he a one-hit wonder? Is it just this season? Is it going to be a, a Casey Printers? Is it a Jonathan Jennings? Is it? I don't think it's any of those things. I think Nathan Rourke is real it. I don't think it is. No, no, I don't think it no, is. No, I don't either. Okay. Because, um, yeah, and once again, the biggest mystery for me, the biggest mystery for me in the last five years in the CFL is what happened to Jonathan Jennings, okay? I, I, I think it's a mystery, okay, to be honest with you. How you can play so well and then play so bad, okay? I don't get that. I think Never he read will. his own press clippings, and he actually got uh, – he read his own press clippings, uh, and he got a, a bit of a big head, and uh, it caught yeah, up. But then, and then once but he then lost Charles, his confidence, he couldn't then, get it back. Yeah, but then Charles, once a guy once a guy reads his first clippings and plays like that, you become humble again when you don't play very well. Okay, and and so I I, I tend to wonder what happened, but who knows? We'll never know. We'll never know. Something so, happened there. It, it, yeah, I, yeah. I agree with you, Will. I, something happened there, and I don't know what it was. So, who knows? Because I mean. In reality, that guy should have been a ten-year starter in the CFL. The way he's, the way he showed up, and the way he played. Yeah. Okay. In that um, 2016 season, when he, we, he passed for over five thousand yards, he looked like a blue chipper. And, and once again, once again, if you guys go back to 2019 or 2018, whatever 2018, you know, everybody was uh, was uh, flapping their lips about Nick Harbuckle because he won six or five games in Calgary, and then he went to another team to become a starter, and he's never never done shit since. No. And he looks horrible. And he looks horrible. Also fair comment. So once again, once again, I, I'm always asking that question. System or player? You know what I mean? System or player? And, and Will, I have an answer for you. If, it, if we're talking yeah. about the Calgary Stampeders and somebody coming out of the Stampeders, I would say it's the system. If we're talking about a superstar coming out of some other team, it may be the player. Because I don't think any yeah, other okay. team has the systems in place that Calgary does. Well, no, I think... I think like Jagger Davis. Uh, Let's use Jagger Davis as an example. Wait, is that the system in, in Hamilton, or was that Jagger Davis? Well, Jagger Davis, for sure. Of course. Okay, but it's been Jagger Davis forever. Okay, he's a he's an outstanding player, but you look at all the other guys that have left. You know, so I I, I think it's a combination of both in every situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, anyways. I am really curious to see how Nathan Rourke does this Saturday. So I am yeah, too. It, it, this so. is going to be a deciding factor. This is the yeah. second best defense he's gone up against besides uh, Winnipeg, by, by far, leaps and bounds. Yeah. But on the other hand, those defenses look pretty shitty at times as well. So Yes, it has. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, 
we have 11 remaining games. Five of them are against Winnipeg and Calgary. They got to yeah. learn to beat these teams. Well, you're not you going to go anywhere. You, you're it's, not going to go anywhere if you don't beat these teams. It's that simple. No, you're not. Yeah. No. Unless you're in last so, place in the you know, West that, and I mean, you cross big, over. <laughs> that's a big chunk of of, uh, of games going on. You know that you have to you have to deal something with. You know, and, you uh, know, one of, you know Go ahead. Sorry. Well, I'm I'm just saying. You know. Okay. So we can. We can beat the other remaining teams because I think it's Edmonton, Montreal, Toronto, uh, and a pair with Saskatchewan, right? And right. I, I think it would be a Hamilton game in there. Uh, there's no reason why BC can't beat all of them, win all of those games, okay? Honestly, I, I just don't understand why they couldn't. So they if could. So see, let's just say they got six, they got six more wins. See, that puts them at 12 for the year. You see, and I so keep on thinking – I keep on thinking Calgary should absolutely win every single game for the rest of the year other than the games they play against BC and Winnipeg, okay? The other teams, I don't I, think I, they're I, even close, okay? No. And, I, and I I'm sure you guys I don't think disagree the same with that either, with, to be honest. And you guys probably think the same way about BC, Okay. Yes, they do. And Winnipeg fans we do. think the same way about Winnipeg, okay? And well, I think Winnipeg fans think that Winnipeg is going to beat everybody for the rest of the season. Right, right. BC and you Calgary. See, and, and the other thing, right now. You right. Know what? Go ahead. I was going to say, right now, in the league right now, you got to say it, it's a three-horse race for the Grey Cup. It's BC, Winnipeg, and Calgary – and then everybody else. Right. And the scariest thing is on any given day, anybody else can beat either one of those three teams. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. In, in a one game. Marcus Crandall in a one can do game. it. Absolutely. The other thing we haven't talked about, and let's, let's just bring this subject up, and I, and, I, and I keep on meaning to bring this up, this schedule this year is absolutely fucking pathetic. It's garbage. It's a oh. joke. It is. I don't know who came up with this schedule, but the guy is a fucking idiot. 100%. Hamilton and Toronto right now are in the middle of playing their, playing each other four times in oh, five I know. games. I know that. Isn't that ridiculous? How stupid. And I mean, including yeah. exhibition, including exhibition, Calgary is going to play Edmonton five times this year. And they play Saskatchewan twice. They play Saskatchewan twice, but not till the end of the year. Yeah. Like, who comes up with this bullshit crap? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And, and, and we, uh, we, we played Winnipeg once, and then we don't play them again till like, uh, October, and then we play them, like, twice in three weeks. And, and what it did, yeah, I think makes in, no sense. In, the first, in the first seven weeks, BC had two buys. Is that not right? Yes. We're actually, uh, Cal- we, we've had our, our, our third buy, or we're about to have our third buy. No, third buy is Labor Day weekend is the Lions' third okay. buy. And, okay. and Calgary, Calgary has already had two buys as well. And now they go, I think, 10 or 11 weeks without a buy. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. 
Yeah. And Calgary or Winnipeg hasn't had one yet. Right. So, yeah, it's just, it blows my mind. So. I hate to say it, but I don't want to watch Edmonton four times. I would rather well, watch I just BC get competitive after a while. Yeah, I know. I'd really rather watch BC and Saskatchewan. So, whatever. BC plays Saskatchewan? I'd I like to see that, too. Yeah, well. I, I'd like to consider that a win. Okay. Yes, Let's uh, Let's uh, jump on to this a little bit. Uh, Stampeders defensive back Trey Roberson undergoes surgery and will miss the remainder of the season. Well, Huge. no one's surprised Huge. by that. Huge. It's a really, it's a really big blow for the Stampeders. Yeah. It's a big blow for the league. Trey Roberson was an amazing player. Yep. yep. Or, or shall we say is. Hopefully he well, will he's recover. A shut, he's, a, he's, a, he's a shutdown corner. When they play when they play Calgary, they do not throw to his side of the field. Yeah. So, but it's too bad. So, and he got uh, and he got injured on a stupid play too. So. Yeah. Okay, so his season is done, and there's not much to, more to say about that. Uh, jumping so, over to the Montreal Alouettes, troll airhorn haters with fake requests for Twitter. Whoa. Who's got the siren? Don't mind me. My window's intense. open. There's a fire truck going by. Oh, I was I was saying, isn't that by you, CJ? You don't get traffic out there, do you? <laughs> no, that's not me. It's it's pretty quiet out here. Um, Montreal troll air horn haters with fake requests for Twitter feedback, but should annoying horns be stopped at games? What are you trying to say here, Charles? Well, there's been so many people that there's been so many complaints from that from that Winnipeg Montreal game about that constant freaking air horn that somebody was going. It was literally nonstop, and I honestly understand it because I watched a highlight and it got annoying. So should they I, I like, crack down? It was awful. I watched the entire game and it was a, it was it was annoying as fuck. It was. Okay. So, so what what does your statement here say though? It, it, Airhorn haters with fake requests for Twitter feedback. What what's going on here? I didn't read the article. Was there an article? No, no. It was the Alouettes that were asking for fake uh, Twitter feedback because. I don't think they have any plans of of stopping at horns or anything like that. So they were just trying to trolling people, saying, "Oh, if you didn't like it, uh, give us your feedback and so on." But I I don't think they have any intention of changing anything. Okay, 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 okay. Now, obviously, this if this guy was nonstop with his air horn, this was not one of those. Uh, canned air horns because they run out quite quickly. So this has to be one of those pump-up ones that they have. I believe so, it was. You know what I mean? Where you, you can just punch it through and it just it makes noise and it just keeps going and going and going. Uh, I believe that as a fan, 
you have a duty and a responsibility to support your team, but you also have to be conscientious of the people around you. Okay? Now, at BC Lions, we have the the drum boys out on the, the, the balcony there. And anybody who buys tickets around them has to know that that's going to happen. So, you know, you, you can't be annoyed by that. But somebody like this that just all of a sudden starts doing it and it's, it's annoying to everybody around them and it's annoying to the TV audience and it's annoying to whatever, you have to clamp down on this. There, there has to be something wrong and something being done about it because it's just absolutely ridiculous. Am I off base here? Do you disagree? Charles, do you think that they should do something about this, or do you think you should just let him be a fan? I can honestly see arguments for both ways. I don't like stifling fans from being able to, to cheer and stuff like that, but that horn was just so friggin' obnoxious. Uh, if it's bugging people on TV, what's it doing to the people in the stadium? I mean, it would be completely, um, oh, God, I'd be getting up and moving, to be honest. Um, well, I don't know why somebody can take it away think from you can take it away. Ass. Yeah. But like you said, you, you want to make it comfortable for other people, and if it's something that's bothering people, I think you got to shut it down. Agreed. William, what do you think? Would this annoy you if somebody was in your section oh. with an air horn? Oh yeah, it annoys me. It it always has annoyed me. And but but the the the, the horn in Montreal, it, there's something about it that is just it's like it's like nails on a chalkboard, man. Mm-hmm. It really is. It is it was sucks. Was it because of the positioning that it was so close to like TSN mics or their studio? Probably. Or Probably, where, where it was probably it. if it was somewhere else in the stadium, would it have been okay? Well, you probably wouldn't have heard it. You know what I mean? You know, there's the the crazy the crazy drummer guy at BC Lions games. What's his name? Okay, Crazy Pete. Crazy Pete. You don't hear him. Okay, unless unless TSN wants you to hear him. So, yeah, you know. Yeah, it was just annoying. And if that was in my section, um, yeah, he, he he wouldn't own it. Let's put it that way, okay? I go, I it would, I'd it go would be, it away. It would be broken. Yes, absolutely. So, and I, I and I'm I have no issues with people coming to games and having fun and fun and people with cowbells and and those big horns. I have no issues with that whatsoever, okay? But this is just really obnoxious, this thing. Well, I know that people used to bring in air horns, and I think they banned air horns, too. Yeah, that's why they came with these pump ones. Yeah, now they're getting annoying. Yeah. They they banned the, the, the pressurized cans, right? Mm-hmm. So they, yeah, you have to do. There has to be middle ground here somewhere. 
you you got to allow people to be fans, but then you also have to be conscientious of your surroundings and the people around need to be able to enjoy the game as well, not just yourself. You can't be selfish about it. And this was a selfish act, in my opinion. Um, it, it didn't seem to be... Nobody seemed to be happy about it. I mean, and Gary Stern, he, he came a public out on this one, and he was very wishy-washy, in my opinion. He didn't come out and take a firm position. And you, you need to do that one way or the other. Say, no, this is totally acceptable. I love people who are fans, and yeah, go for it. Or absolutely not. This is a distraction to the the, the I, I, atmosphere of the, I, the thing, and you got to do something about it. I tend to wonder how much of a spine Stern has, anyways. To be honest with you, so because he let Danny Machocho fire Kahari Jones, so you know yeah. I mean? But that just means that he's so, not getting involved in football operations. That doesn't mean he's right. not getting into Which in order the really operation shouldn't. of the football team. Correct. Yeah, well. You hire people for that. I guess so. Now, they may not have uh, hired the right guy. I don't think they did, but. Now, I saw a, a, an article a while back that said that these owners have to stop making guarantees on wins. Okay, and I, I I saw Gary Stern make that comment a couple of times, especially I think he was going to beat the Riders, and his team didn't perform the way that he wanted them to do. I understand and appreciate that. Now, did Amar Doman say something publicly about the BC Lions and Edmonton? Because it, it this statement seems to have been directed at him. And I never saw anything like that. Charles, did you see anything where um, Amar Doman had made a prediction that the BC Lions were going to whoop Edmonton? No, I don't recall that. I know that the Edmonton president last week, Victor, how do you pronounce it? Victor Q. Kai Q. I know he said that he thought his team was about to go on a four-game winning streak. I know he said that last week. But I I don't remember hearing Amar Doman say anything. Okay, because I, I, I thought it was directed at BC at the time, and I just, because I, I don't remember him saying anything about that. Uh, I know Amar Doman called so. out uh, MLSC that last week, but I don't remember him saying yeah, anything Yeah, no, that's about what Edmonton. I remember him doing. That's what I yeah. remember him doing. So. What did, what did he do? Called out um, MLSC for not dealing with the Argos and saying, this is your problem. You guys got to fix this, basically. He called them up for not doing anything. Okay. But they're winning. Somehow. <laughs> Somehow, but they're winning, right? Hmm. Okay. Um, it, it's scary, but it's true. Uh, CFL registers lowest TV ratings of 2022 season in week nine. Is that because the Rough Riders are on a bye? Or is that just a coincidence? Now, I honestly believe that it's just a coincidence, although who knows? Um, 
it, it's probably the absolute peak of summer holidays right now. Yep. Right? We're, we're three weeks before the kids are back in school, and everybody is going wherever they can and have to. So am I, am I surprised that viewership is down? No. And quite honestly, I got to see one out of four games. So, you know, my viewership was down only because I'm so busy doing other things being at summer. Yes. Yeah. I think that's part of it. I mean, once again, once again, the CFL season doesn't start to Labor Day. So, and that's and I also think that's coming in. I also think that has something to do with the lower attendance numbers in some of the cities too. Yeah, I I had a very I had a very hard time buying fifteen sixteen tickets to that September September seventeenth game. Okay, altogether decent seats. Mm-hmm. Because, okay, because because they were sold because, out or the tickets weren't yeah, available. Yeah, people are people are going to come pretty quick. So uh, it usually starts with Labor yeah. Day. So. Yeah, kids are back to school. You get back into a routine. Your team is going. Yep. The playoffs are coming. We know who's going to be doing what, and off you go. And yeah, I, and actually, it's always that it, way. It was even worse for me because I bought I bought tickets last week to the Bombers Stampeders game, um, August twenty fifth in Winnipeg, and man, I had a hard time getting decent seats. So, and I was only looking for two. So it just so happens that with? I'm uh, my nephew. I'm just okay. it just so happens it just so happens that I'm I managed to uh, get you go to a wedding or something. Yeah, I managed to get two seats two seats away from Mark Weddall. Okay. <laughs> really? Haven't told. Haven't told him yet. I'm just going to go and sit there and see if he notices me. Okay. <laughs> well, he'll know now because he's, uh, uh he, he listens, listens to the, to the podcast. podcast. No, he doesn't. And of course, and no? of course I've been invited. I've been invited to the Zane, Witch boys, this, uh, uh, tailgate. Tailgate. <laughs> tailgate. Okay. Of course. And, and your favorite, buddy Todd Mogi will be there. I'm really looking forward to meeting him. Oh, that's your buddy. I want you to get a picture and I want you to get a picture with him and post it. Okay, buddy, I'll do that. <laughs> you you really have to start. buy oh, did a I say that? Peter's jersey, you know. You have to you have to No. I promised my nephew I wouldn't do that. Why? Because because he doesn't want to break up any fights, okay? I but I, I, I will, I will wear some sort of Stampede regalia. I guarantee you. You, you got to so, wear some colors. I mean, you, I you have to do I that. Will. I will. I will. For sure. Okay. So th- I don't think the TV ratings are uh, an issue at this point in time. This, this is probably the lowest week or two weeks of the of the season for the ratings. 
And is it a coincidence that the riders are on a bye? No. May it have it exaggerated the, the dip a little bit? Maybe. Um, what is not it? substantially. What, what is it, Charles? Only I think it's only three weeks till school starts again, isn't it? About that, yeah. So, it's something like already, that. So, so usually so everybody's the trying to September. So everybody's everyone's trying to get, get their last minute vacations in. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's happening. So. Okay, Labor Day is the 5th of September. School would go Correct. back on the 6th. The day after, One, yeah. Two, yeah. three. Uh, okay, so we're, uh, we're, we're four weeks exactly. Okay. Yeah. Exactly one, uh, one month or one month shy of a day. Okay. This, we're, we're at the 10th right now going on the 11th. So next Tuesday, it'll be three weeks. So it's summertime. Yeah, a lot of schools in Alberta start the last week of August, so. Yeah, I heard that. I don't understand why. Well, they like to get their stuff in, and then they get the Monday off for the Labor Day thing, and then they start fresh the next Tuesday. So, in a lot of places in the U.S., they start in the middle of August. Yeah. Yeah, it just confuses the shit it's out of weird. me. Weird. Because summer vacation was always supposed to be so that the kids could help their parents on the farm for harvest, and harvest isn't over at Labor Day. Harvest isn't over until October. So, I don't know. Yeah, but those days are this, gone. You forgot this generation doesn't help their parents. Okay. I know, I know, I know, I know. Scary, sad. Okay, Winnipeg Blue Bombers stand alone atop the CFL Mountain with a perfect 9-0 and record following their latest win over the Alouettes. And the team is just a few consecutive wins away from making history in an undefeated streak. Is an undefeated streak possible? Okay, two things here. I'd like to say, Winnipeg Blue Bombers do not stand alone atop the CFL. They're not alone. They are standing at the top. But BC has only lost one game and Calgary's only lost two. So that is very, very close. Yep. Okay. So they're not standing alone. Are they at 9-0? Perfect 9-0? Yes. 100%. But, but, but if I was a Bomber fan, if I was a Bomber Which fan, you're not. my argument to you would be, yeah, but their three wins came against the Bombers. Three losses came against the Bombers. So they do stand alone on the top of the league. We'll see. They, right. they, they stand up. They're, they're at the top of the league. Nobody is disputing that. But they're not so, standing alone. No, there they're, are two other good teams in the CFL. Absolutely. Yes. And and we're going to see after this week if, if if there's some separation in there. And if and if you will, and if you will, I'll go one step further and say, and I mean it's not a stretch. Nathan Rourke, you keep on saying otherwise, but Nathan Rourke is the best quarterback in the CFL right now. Hands down. Well, the stats say he is. Hands down. Yeah. So. 
So, you know, it, 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 if you look at the stats from the BC Winnipeg game, okay, and we know that Nathan Rourke had two interceptions in that game, but he had three touchdowns. Um, his stats with Zach Caleros are almost identical. Mm-hmm. Winnipeg won by 21 points, granted. Right. But that was it, – it was a very, very close and even game if you discount the first 10 minutes of the game where BC just was intimidated by the breakup champions. So yeah. I don't know what else to say. Yeah. And I yeah. said even before that Nathan Rourke was not the problem in that game. The problem was the defense didn't, uh, didn't pull their weight. Well, you know, you, you – the. How many times can you recall the opening kickoff of a game being returned for a touchdown? Very rarely. And I that mean, took, completely took I, the air out know, of the Lions' sails that night. A, a kickoff being returned for a touchdown happens maybe two or three times in a season. And most of them are off of a touchdown, right? The very rare is it ever the opening kickoff. And that has to all of a sudden go, oh, my God, we've just, we're down seven points. It's three seconds into the game. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, but they had enough veteran presence that they would say, okay, guys, we still have another 58 game, minutes left in this game. So, Right. And yeah. then what happens? What happens, Will, right after that? Winnipeg kicks the ball to B.C., Nathan Rourke yep. throws a pick six. Yeah. Okay. Now you're all of a sudden down fourteen nothing. Right. Now there's still fifty you know, minutes left in the game. It, yeah. Well, there's actually. And still they did 58. start to battle back, but you got to also give some credit to in that game. Zach Caleros made some unreal plays, made some completions that, by all accounts, he should well, have made. But, but, got, but in, reality, in reality, if you think about it, that was that was the best game that Zach Kolaris played this year. By far. Probably. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, okay, but once hang on again, for a second. Yeah. If you take away those 21 points that were scored in the first six, seven minutes of the game, okay, yeah. Take them away. Yeah. What was the score? What was the score? It was twenty-two to twenty-two. Right. From that point forward, Winnipeg and BC were tied on just about everything all the way through, including QB stats, including the score. And I, I know a win is a win, and you can't say what it woulda, coulda, shoulda. No, no, and but, but twenty-one points up. didn't happen. Well, Winnipeg. it did happen. Winnipeg was up by 21 points. They had enough of a barrier that they could play toe-to-toe with BC for the rest of the game because they knew that BC wasn't going to score 21 points on them like that. Okay? It's the difference. They were were trying hard. In my mind, it's the difference between a seasoned team and a not-seasoned team. Okay? And, so you're and, telling me that Winnipeg played the rest of the game in garbage time? Basically, yes. They're up by 21 well, that's the points, case, man. Then, then, 
Most people, most people would think that. But, but hold on. The one thing I want to say is BC, and I I use this statement a lot with a lot of things. Let's face it. This is a this is a young BC team, a young quarterback. They have to get some kicked in the nuts experience. Okay. Right. I.e. I.e. If you're down by 21 points in the first quarter. You can still come back. It's the CFL. And they did battle back somewhat, but the defense just couldn't yeah, shut did. down the, the Bombers' offense. That is correct. I mean, you can't, when you're down by 21 points, you can't score point for point. You have to score more than point for point. It's the same yeah. as the two games that Calgary has played against Winnipeg this year. They didn't have the third and the fourth gear to take it away from Winnipeg like Winnipeg had. Okay, they got to find that. And they're missing that this so, year. So. What you're saying here, and if I'm getting it correct, is that Winnipeg got into a commanding lead over the BC Lions and then put yes. the game into cruise control and BC was barely able to keep up with them in cruise control. So there is no real challenge to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers this year because they just took two from Calgary, and you're saying that they easily handled BC, even when BC was trying hard. Well, well, think about it. Think about, think, about, think about every single game Winnipeg's played this year. They've played well enough to win. That's it. Last weekend, they were they were tied with Edmonton in the third quarter, and then they just said, the "Okay, time to play," or in the fourth, and it's time to play, and they scored twenty one points. Yeah. They have that ability. What what if any team is going to beat them? They have to take that away from them. It's the same as Calgary had numerous opportunities to go ahead of Winnipeg, but they did not take advantage of them. It's that simple. And I don't believe, I think if you get up on Winnipeg, you can do the same thing to them. The other, the other, night, when it, the other night when Winnipeg was playing Edmonton, and and they Edmonton had three interceptions. It was like score some fucking points on these interceptions and get ahead of them, and you have a chance. But they didn't. Yeah, and they, they didn't. The, the thing, the well, biggest thing have... is, I think, the biggest thing is, I think most teams haven't taken advantage of their opportunities against Winnipeg. And you can say that about any team of, for any loss. They didn't. They've got missed opportunities. The the difference is Winnipeg, when they need to play, they play. And and that's why I believe going up three scores on Winnipeg isn't going to make that much difference because they are just going to come and play football and come back. Well, because they and, have and, that ability. And I don't want to sound like a racist. I'm going to put this right out there. Winnipeg's winning with white receivers, okay? Like of all things. <laughs> but their, their stats on, on, on passing isn't that good. Yeah, but this Sean guy, 
Okay, this rookie. This guy's quite the receiver. The, the guy's amazing. Okay, and he nobody anywhere can near him. him. Yep. And then you got you got what's his name? That weird name. Come on, help me, Charles. The other Which white one? guy. The other, he was Trevler's buddy. Wallatarski. 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 Okay. Wallatarski. You shouldn't be a you shouldn't be a star with a name like that. Come on. And and they're just Winnipeg is just I'm sorry they're a good football team. They really are, and I think and I think they you know what I think they're going to get better too. So I, I I'm not going to say they're going to win, but from what I've seen, and if Zach is on, look out, man. But on the other hand, if Zach goes down, they're done. They might as well just mail it in for the rest of the year. And and, and they probably, I mean, they'll still make the playoffs. Well. Because <laughs> the amount of wins they've already got. Yep. It's an interesting season, guys. That's for sure. So I'm I'm looking at the stats right now for quarterback, and Ottawa has had three quarterbacks this year. Nick Arbuckle, Jeremiah Mazzoli, and Caleb Evans. Yep. All three of them have better stats than Taylor Cornelius. Yep. Yeah. Taylor Cornelius is not a great quarterback. You know, I don't know what that is. That's got to be Will make in the kitchen somewhere. I don't know what it oh, is. Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry. Ice was rattling in my glass. Oh. Yeah. Yes. It was very loud. Um, Chris Jones once said that when – Don Matthews was mentoring him. He said, this is a very important thing, and don't ever, ever forget this. Don't ever go to a team that doesn't have a quarterback. Very ironic what's happening at this point in time. Am I on my own here? No, well, let's I... face it. No, no, let's face it. Every league is a quarterback-driven league. If you don't have a quarterback, you're screwed. It's that yeah, simple. Hundred percent. And and Ottawa doesn't have a quarterback. Edmonton doesn't have a quarterback. Uh, Hamilton doesn't have a quarterback. Toronto doesn't doesn't have a quarterback. I mean, it's just there. It's just like. Shit, what is going on? There just simply is not enough quarterbacks in this league. What's that? Calgary doesn't have a quarterback. Calgary has a quarterback. They just won't play him. His name is Jake Mayer. Yeah, he only played three games last year, guys, and didn't win any of them except for one. Okay, so don't even give me that. That's the other. I want to see him play. Okay. I I do too, but in my mind, in my mind, they sit there and they watch practice, and in practice, 
And in practice, Bo Levi is still the best thing they got, and that's why he doesn't see the fields. And it doesn't also doesn't help that, that he makes so much money. So, just saying. You get to pay him that much money, you've got to play him. Yep. It's the same the as the best thing well, it's the same as I watch. Uh, I watch all the time, and I don't understand why why uh, um, Colton Hunchak doesn't play for the Stampeders more. And keep on hearing all the time is because what's his name is playing in front of him now, the Phil Plot kid, and the Stampeders yeah. have to play their have to play their first round draft pick. Well, with that. So. So, I don't know. There's so many politics involved in these things as well. It's not funny. So, even with the quarterback situation, I'd like to see Jake Mayer too. I really would. To see what he can do. Because, you know, what's Bo Levi? Another year? Another two years? Another three years? What? I don't think he's got that. His contract's up at the end of this year. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, we'll see. And it... I, it would be hard pressed for me, as John Huffnagel right now is, to renew his contract for the same kind of money that he's been getting. I'm not getting the performance right. out of him, and uh, you know, younger, faster, cheaper. Yeah. Uh, and that's why fine, I, but don't I, I forget don't you're talking. You're, you're talking quarterback here. They're that's not why that I don't understand why Jake Mayer is not getting more time. Yeah, Jake well. Mayer should be getting more time on the field. Yeah, well, I mean, you say that a lot, a lot of people. And, and but you know what? Okay, and if you will, let's just go. Let's go backwards here for a minute. Okay, way back when. Okay, We've Dave only Dickinson. Got a couple. Did, no, no, Dave Dickinson did not get any playing time when he was playing behind Jeff Garcia. And then Jeff Garcia went to the NFL, and Dave Dickinson jumped right in, flawless. Okay. Yep. So yeah, so I know, I know, but 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 Jeff Garcia was never floundering as a Calgary Stampeder the way that Bo Levi Mitchell is right now. True that, but he was only right? in Calgary for two years as a starter, so there was no time. I, I understand for him to that, it. but what I'm saying is, right now, if if Calgary loses to BC this yeah. weekend, which we all believe that it will happen. No, no, you guys believe it will happen. I don't. <laughs> if, 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 if BC beats Calgary, that has to be an eye-opener for Calgary. You know what? I'll, I'll, t- I tell, I'll tell you guys what. If, if, if BC beats Calgary this weekend, I will agree with everything you guys say for the rest of the year, and you can say anything you want about Nathan Rourke, and I want to cool. Okay? Okay. I, 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 sure, that, that just sounds fair. But I'll tell you what i got to do. This has been Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode 498. I've been your host, Christopher Jones. we got 40 seconds left in the show. Say goodnight, Charles Cliff. Good night, folks. Thanks for listening, and enjoy uh, the games this weekend. We will talk to you next Wednesday. Okay. And William. Good night, everybody. 
Go Montreal, go. I think Danny Machocho should be the new general manager of the uh, Halifax Schooners. Just just a thought there, guys. That's all. Just, just throwing it out there, right? Eh? Okay. I, I'm not disagreeing with that. Take care, guys. Have a good, have a great evening.